Hi there, and welcome. You're listening to the Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories and lessons I've learned and I continue to learn on my quest to live happier. This podcast is produced every week, and the show notes are going to be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast. This is episode 20, Woo! episode 20, the simplest, most challenging advice to living happier. Hello there and welcome. So today I want to just talk about a couple different things. One of them is I wanted to give an update. Back in December, I had done a I think I'm addicted to my cell phone um, podcast. And I kind of wanted to give an update on that because I've had a couple people email me to hear how that was going. And so I'm happy to say that December went really well as far as not using my phone and not being as addicted to my phone. And one of the great saviors for me was the ultra power saving mode option that's on my cell phone. And by doing that, you only have access to your phone and texting, which are really the only two things I have to use on my cell phone on a regular basis. So every morning I'd put it on this ultra power saving mode and I'd leave it there throughout the day. And that was amazing in helping me um, stay less connected to my phone because it was really hard to get it out of the ultra power saving mode. So I wouldn't go check it all the time. Now, sad to say that in January, I kind of went back into super use of my cell phone and my iPad. But I have pleased to announce that I've come back to somewhat of a middle where I use the ultra power saving mode, but not all the time. I'm not sitting on the couch all the time playing with my husband playing on my iPad while we're watching TV. I allow myself to play a certain number of games at the end of the day because I it's a great way for me to wind down and I enjoy doing that. And so really it's become more balanced for me. Probably a little heavier on the addictive phase, but better than it was back in November where I was practically had the phone in my hand all the time. So when we leave the house now, I'm, I tend to leave the phone at home more often. It seems to really work well that I'm not addicted to it nearly as much. So I encourage you, if you are struggling with this, to try to break that habit a little bit because it really is just a habit. And it has definitely helped my anxiety level a ton because I'm not constantly looking at my phone. I'm more engaged with what I'm doing. I'm more present. And I now I can notice when I start going crazy with checking the phone and I can kind of be like, okay, what's going on here? What else is happening? So having that pause has really helped me a lot. So that's my update on the I think I'm addicted to my cell phone podcast. I can't remember what episode that was, but that was back in December. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that because people have been asking. So thanks for checking in on me and my cell phone. So today I want to talk about the simplest, most challenging advice to living happier. And this comes from Recently, I've been doing a lot of work with the inner critic and mongers. I did a podcast about it last week about your 4am visitor. I wrote about it on my blog a couple times. And it's something I'm really working a lot with clients. And I would say since I started working more with the inner critic and talking about that more in my work and with clients, my inner critic has been more intense for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, But my monger has been there screaming at me a lot. And I've had a really hard time disconnecting. And I've had a really hard time kind of putting into practice the stuff that I teach. And I, in my desire to learn more about the inner critic, I've taken out a lot of books, and I have read a lot of blogs online, kind of just figuring out what other people are saying about mongers and inner critics. And there's a lot of stuff out there about how to, you know, the stuff I've written about in the past that you're supposed to 
notice your inner critic and separate it from yourself and give it a name and and talk to it lovingly and ask it to leave and and all these wonderful process things that you're supposed to do. And I've done those at nauseam. I have talked to my inner critic a thousand times. (laughs) I think yesterday when I was particularly getting hammered by my inner critic, I think I talked to it 50 times. And finally, I just was like, I'm going to practice kindness and I'm just going to be really kind to myself. And so it reminded me that that's really the bottom line. The bottom line is we need to be a little kind to ourselves. And once I was able to practice just being kind and compassionate to myself, I really was able to, the monger went away, you know, and every time it would pop up its head back up, or every time it would tell me how much I suck, I would just be like, I'm going to practice a little kindness right now. And I'm going to be like, wow, this really is a tough day. And you're really struggling right now. And that's okay. Let's just keep plowing ahead. And so I wanted to kind of throw out that challenge. And it is the simplest, most challenging advice is to be a little kind to yourself. Because I think we, when I say to clients, we need to be kind, clients are like, I am kind. I'm a very kind person but we're not kind to ourselves. So when you think about it, yeah, I do a lot of kind things to others, but internally, I'm downright cruel to myself. And I know my clients are downright cruel to themselves. And I would venture to guess that if you're listening, you are downright cruel to yourself. So the life-changing realization is that the anger and the cruelty that we hammer ourselves with, that does nothing. When we're unkind to ourselves, we're not serving ourselves, we're not serving the universe, we're not serving anything but our own stuckness. And that's what I've been feeling a lot lately is that stuckness, and that stuckness keeps us unhappy, it keeps us anxious, it keeps us full of dread and fear, it's kind of downright miserable. So I am a big believer that sometimes we need to be stuck. Because from that place of stuckness comes growth and change. And so if you're stuck in your life between two choices, you're kind of stuck figuring out what's next or you're stuck in the meantime, that's a place to really practice being a little kind to yourself. Because that is a time when our mongers come out in full force, when we are stuck or we're feeling unsure or we don't know where to go next, the the counterintuitive response is to be kind to ourselves. Our first go-to response is to beat ourselves up and to tell us to move on, get a grip, pick a choice, do something, don't just sit here, move along. But when we're really gentle and we take that pause and kind of allow ourselves to breathe, that's when the real change happens. That's when we can find clarity. That's when we can find a place of love and gentleness. So That's where I think the key is to all of this monger stuff and this inner critic stuff is to be kind to ourselves. And we can truly get in touch with what we really want by being a little kind. And I think our mongers come into play more often when we're feeling unsure, when we're, you know, that's the nature of the monger, to come in when we don't know what to do next, to come in and tell us how much we suck or, you know, because the mongers get freaked out because we're doing something different and we're doing something new and we're on the verge of, or we're on the verge of doing something different and doing something new. And our mongers don't like that. So they tend to get a little freaky and they yell at us and scream at us and tell us how much we suck. And when we can pull back and just simply practice kindness to ourselves, that makes a huge difference. And, and the monger gets more quiet because it's not so panicked about what's going to happen next because it knows there's time and space and we have more room to move. 
So I think that has become, for me, that has become more of the key. And I know when I practice it with clients, it's easy to get bogged down in. These are the things you need to do to for your mongers. You need to label them. You need to name them. You need to come up with all this stuff. But what if it's really just as simple as noticing the monger and being a little kind to ourselves? And I really think it might be that simple and that challenging to do both of those. Because for a lot of us, our mongers become a place of comfort. We kind of get comfortable in that hammering of ourselves because we've done it for so long, we don't even notice that we're doing it. So building that awareness of, oh my gosh, I am hammering myself right now. And then flipping that on its head by saying, I'm going to be really kind. And kindness means I'm going to really show up for myself. And I'm going to really give myself whatever I need right now. So I'm going to say, yeah, this is really hard and this really sucks. You know, yesterday my mongers were hammering me because I wasn't feeling well. And I have this head cold that is just all trapped up in my head and it's making me tired and cranky. And so I had a lot to get done yesterday. I had cleared my calendar to do writing and to really do this podcast yesterday. And and all this stuff was supposed to happen and it didn't because I felt so crappy. And Instead of just giving myself the kindness and the nurturing to be like, okay, we're going to take a day and we're going to regroup, we're going to feel better, we're going to relax and enjoy, I hammered myself all day long with how much I sucked because I wasn't getting enough done and now I'm sick and that means I wasn't taking care of myself and it was just, I was feeling physically and mentally beaten up because I just didn't feel well and then I beat myself up for it. And that was when I turned it on its head and said, okay, we're going to practice radical kindness here. We are just going to say, whoo. Girlfriend, this is hard. You're not feeling well. You have a lot you want to get done. That's okay. It's not going to happen today. Let's just try to not be beating ourselves up because we've made the decision to relax and rest, which is what we need. And so let's give ourselves that. So, you know, my challenge to you is to kind of see how are you hammering yourself? How are you talking to yourself? And just kind of build some awareness around that. And then to do a little kindness. You know, that was the weekly ritual challenge for last week was to be kind. And what's kind of gotten me spinning on this, maybe it's as simple and as challenging as being kind. So that's my challenge for you this week is to notice when you're hammering yourself and then practice turning that on its head and doing some radical kindness and see what happens. Okay. Now we're on to the weekly ritual challenge portion of the show. Because one thing that has really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life. So each week, I'm going to be sharing a ritual with you and challenging you to complete it. This week's ritual is to schedule time for yourself. Grab your calendar and make a commitment to yourself. Schedule time to do something you love. Read, exercise, watch your favorite show, take a walk, dance. I don't care what you do or how long you do it for, but I do care that you take the time to commit yourself and honor that commitment. The more we honor ourselves and we honor our commitments, the easier it is to notice that when we're hammering ourselves, because it's so foreign that why would we be hammering ourselves when we commit to ourselves and we value ourselves? So scheduling time for yourself is a great place to start that. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast comes out every week. If you have any questions or even any insights into your own inner critic, please email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com or tweet me at nancyjane. So until next time, here's to living happier.